it's almost a bit like you're not allowed to be selfish. But I just reframe it a little bit and just ask people to, to think about their internal selfishness. So it's not the behavior of selfishness. It's not going around giving it the, <laughs> in the abruptness of the big I am. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. And today I'm joined by Stuart Waddington. Now, Stuart is ex-military, so obviously everything is done sort of in a certain fashion in that respect. He was 12 years as a physical training instructor, an adventure training instructor. We'll find out what that is. He's taken action around his goals, and when he left the military, that was it. You know, he had this whole world ahead of him and wanted to do something. So we're going to find out what it is that he wanted to do, how goals impact his life, Stuart, thanks very much for coming on my show this morning. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. How goals thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's been great to, to reach out and connect with you. And, and it's a topic I'm very passionate about sharing some of my, um, let's say, ups and downs when it comes to uh, creating what you want to achieve. Ex-military, physical training instructor, sort of does what it says on the tin. And I, I always say sometimes to simplify it, it was a PE teacher for the military with less paperwork makes some of my teacher friends laugh sometimes so you point out the adventure training so quite quickly you get to specialize from that trade as they call them and the military use the outward bounds the sort of adventure sports if you like canoeing kayaking potholing walking as a medium to develop their people and teams we, 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 I've just been back into North Wales this weekend, actually, and, and reminisced because we had North Wales, Snowdonia, as our playground, which was phenomenal oh, amazing, um, yes. to, to give people that experience and to take everybody outside their comfort zone to develop. And the military do that really well. Every single person across all the services has some form of adventure training as part of in their early years in the military, if not in basic training times. So, um, so yeah, that, that's me. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm up Snowden later on in the year on a three peaks challenge. Oh, fantastic. Which will come out in a future episode, I'm sure. And I'll be hunting for sponsorship, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I like Snowden. I like walking. I'm not as fit as I used to be. So and, and I'm looking across at you, and you've not put on any weight since you left the army. You're still a lean, mean fighting machine. Well, there's a lot of distractions in business, as you will know. So I, I am hoping to get back to it a little bit more. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell us, um, Stuart, a little bit about you know the goal setting. Because so so we made the transition from the military. You've got your business. Tell us a little bit about your business, and and also what it is that you do now. You know, you've got some big goals that you've had, well, I'm, I'm not going to steal your funder, you know, tell, <laughs> t- tell us a bit about it. Tell us a little bit of background there. Yeah, so I left the military four years ago. Part of the transition, you get a two-year countdown, if you like, and help to upskill and give you the opportunity to look for jobs or set up your own business. And the, the business side of it, and it's very much a bit more dominant and because of the percentage of people that do go and look for a job. There is some career transition assistance with setting up your own business, but it's very much self-led. And I had this real passion of doing my own thing because I had that feeling of 
I got to 12 years in the military and it's a bit of a tipping point because you either continue and do a life and do your full career in the military or, or you leave with the skills that you have. So I had this dream, vision, whatever you call it, to, to create because I was really passionate about what I was doing at the time. So I thought I could do something here and have an impact outside. I've got a young family. I've got four young children. I did a six-month tour away. So it's that realisation of the military children have so such great resilience. It is such a great lifestyle and environment. But we just didn't want to keep moving around every two, three years. So we wanted to come home and have a little bit. I always say sometimes I'm a master of my own destiny. Uh, it always comes to mind. So I had this vision, and I now have a quite a high percentage of what I had a vision of back probably six years ago. So I actually own a training company now called Star Development UK. And we deliver training specifically on leadership and development to upskill. The, the tagline is leading your leaders to create better organizations and teams. It's actually been created into something that I wouldn't even have dreamt of back then. So I had a dream and a goal to create something I was really passionate about. And I had a little bit of an inkling about how I could go about doing it. But if I was to tell myself where it is now, and, and I wouldn't even say we've scratched the surface of creating what we're going to create, I would probably not believe you because it's that kind of big, big picture thinking that things, oh, wouldn't it be nice if, mm-hmm. without actually knowing the details? Yeah. And now the details over that journey have taken so many twists and turns and ups and downs. So that's the main thing. But I actually do have another business, in, which is called Star Bootcamp UK, which is quite a funny story why they're so similar. And my wife now predominantly runs that because that was on the side. Uh, people call that side hustles, don't they? Yeah. That's been on the side from day one. That was actually the first business that I started because I looked at what I had, what the skill set and what I could do straight away. Yes. And because I was a physical training instructor, I could start doing boot camps outside the military, personal training. And it's always been on the side. Trying to find the right people to push that forward has been quite challenging because now people want to train outside a lot more because of the, the current climate, let's mm-hmm. say. It's boomed a little bit at the same time as my other business. So it's quite phenomenal how it's all kind of come to tuition. And it was only yes, last not yesterday, last week, I sat down with the next colleague that I reconnected with. And he was actually there when I had the vision six years ago. And I, I sat down and I and we talked about it and I wrote on a piece of paper and these stars came to light, if you're and I was thinking stars, like reach the cheesiness of reach for mm-hmm. the stars, but kind of have an aspiration and have a vision and all that sort of cheesiness around the star. And I actually wrote down nine different stars. So I had star athletes, star parent, star teacher, star boot camp, star development. And and quite quickly, it became apparent as I neared my exit to the military that I wasn't going to be able to do all these nine stars. I had to focus down on the things that were not easier to, well, yeah, easier to implement. I had the ability to do. So that's why I now have the two stars. And it's quite comical sometimes because obviously on reflection, I probably would have separated them a little bit more and not had them so similar. Yes. And they are very separate entities. Quite a lot of people don't know I have both the businesses, yeah. um, which has been done on purpose because there's not really a link. But it's quite funny sometimes I put a Star Bootcamp top on and I have to check like, which one am I going <laughs> to do now. And I still do some of the bootcamp stuff because I like to keep my hand in and, and I love it and it's brilliant. 
but sometimes I do have to look and see which bit I have, have written on there. <laughs> yeah, which, which business am I in today? Yeah. Yeah. But predominantly it's the, the style development stuff that's growing and, and, and the big picture when we're talking about goals and stuff has got some phenomenal things that have, have come to light. And we had a, a chat before we came on about it. And so, you know, we, we're going back six years. Yeah. You were writing, writing these things down. So is it important to write them down? Do you think? Or? Yeah, I personally think it is. Yeah. I see it as accountability. But I always think of it, I, I sort of, when I sometimes talk about some of the sessions that I do about, I call it the glue to do. And it's that kind of write it down, talk to somebody else about it, and then also send it somewhere. And I do sometimes this with clients that they send me some notes from some of the sessions or the workshops we've done. And I say that this isn't for me. Like I'm not going to red pen it and write it or send it back and say, we didn't do this or why did you get this out of it? It's for you. And I've done this with some of the coaches I've used over the years that I've, I've sort of accountability written stuff down. It was important for me to implement this right now. So when we talked about it and then when I've kind of maybe not gone there, like there was a prime example, we had our fourth child and I thought I was going to have loads of time during um, paternity leave <laughs> to do some stuff, let's say, to, to push the business forwards. And I'd had a coaching session with somebody really close to me. We sort of strategized, wrote down everything. And I was like, yeah, these are definitely the things I need to do. Obviously, paternity leave happened. I think it was near Christmas time as well. So things just didn't happen. And and I could have beat myself up. I could have had a lacklustre new year saying, oh, what, what were those things that I, I really thought? But the first thing I did, I went straight back to this email that I'd sent to him. And that was my starting point. And it, that was just such a more efficient way of rather than procrastinating or beat myself up. Yes, there was that moment of like that day of, all oh, right, where did, where's this last month gone? I had this great vision of all these things I had to do and I've not done them. Um, probably about 10% of them had been done. So the fact I'd wrote them down and shared them and had that accountability, it gave me a starting point to push on forwards again. Um, okay, that's, uh, I think that's, a, that's quite an important thing because, you, you know, if you're in this arena and you have ideas, they either stick or they just pass by very, very quickly. So yeah. I like the idea of actually, one, sharing. That makes you more accountable. You know, it's got to be somebody that's going to be supportive as well. You've got to be careful about, you know, if you share it with, oh, I was nearly going to use the term lesser mortals, <laughs> but, but that's probably not appropriate. But you know what I mean? You know, if you share it with people that, that you know, don't have a similar sort of drive or, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to sort of disappear. But sharing it with people that are enthusiastic with you about things mm. is is good. It makes you accountable. But oh, then I think also sending it on to somebody and copying yourself in yeah uh, i mean i've you know i've got a, a a thing we've got it on teams and it's just a little group and it's called wtf w y something or other and it's were you thinking right? oh, brilliant. <laughs> okay because it's like you know i'll get all these things come through and yeah. it's like oh that's an idea someone just like Send it into there, and it's like, and then I go back in two, three days' time, and it's like, you know, well, I can either move it from the what were you thinking 
yeah. or delete it because <laughs> it's it was stupid. Yeah. But no, I like that. Um, so it is really a case of making yourself accountable, you personally accountable. Mm-hmm. Having a coach is a useful thing, I think, as well, sharing it with them, but also reminding yourself because life gets in the way of all this stuff. Yeah. And also, I've just thought then that I, I, I write loads of stuff down anyway. I like to sort of sort of empty my brain and creatively think and, and write stuff down. And I keep all my notepads I, I subconsciously did it, and then recently I, I sort of consciously do, because this is like a long, long journey, and it can be quite inward, and you're on this journey yourself with with other people supporting, but it's amazing how sort of when you're so passionate about delivering something that you want to, that that can be quite a lonely place. And I have on like a motivation and drive aspect, but also, like you said, a comedy aspect as well just taken a little bit of time sometimes when I've been trying to find something or I just have a little look on my, and you go back through some of the stuff you've written down and you go, oh yeah, remember when I was in that mindset of like, this was the direction I was going in. And there's been a couple of things that I have overarchingly been on a journey with one specific goal, but I have taken so many little paths down, little avenues that I've kind of not seen before and I've gone down and and then thought, actually, no, this isn't for me and then turn around and come back again and like refocus. So through all this note-taking and you could say it was goal-setting as well, but it's just emptying your brain sometimes and and you sort of then go back and reflect and go, oh yeah, remember when that? And then sometimes you'll go back to something and go, oh, I forgot about that. I, I had this big entrepreneurial What's the what's the word? Coming from a, an ex-military bubble, as I call it, mm. you're just in a one set. And I had the entrepreneur's curse, let's say, when everything you look at, you think you could turn into a business. Yes. And I had all these, and I still remind myself, well, I remember when I've still got a what I would say a very successful business on a couple of bits of paper that I just haven't got the time or the inclination to do yet yes, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure when i have a yeah. bit more time and resources though there could be some good things that i can then lend my hand to and multiple streams of income and all that sort of thing come to light so yeah it's quite funny when you then go and start reflecting about all the things that you've had on your mind in that time <laughs> well, i think uh, and you know touching on that to bring you back it's having the big goal because it's like you will have these little wormholes if you like. And if you've got the big goal, you can go, you've got something to measure it against. Yeah. And I think otherwise, if you haven't got anything to measure it against, you 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 could end up, you know, in the wormholes forever. Yeah. So they talk about big, hairy, audacious goals. Bags, right? Yeah. I like, the, I love the phrase. It's like, <laughs> so, so what is your... I mean, obviously, in the military, it was to have a business, yeah. and we're still working on that. You know, we know that. I know you're about to bring in some support, and that's always a good thing. And I think, you know, getting support in finding the things that you don't like doing as much as the thing that you're passionate about, getting other people to do that is is a you know uh, an amazing thing. But and the only way that you're going to get to the end is 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 to have support. But what is a big, hairy, audacious goal, Stuart, that you've got going on at this moment in time? Or one that you've completed? Or, you know, just just share. Yeah, the, the one, one big thing is 
I was saying to you that what the position I'm in now, I actually found myself in the position two years ago. And it links to my big, big goal that only has just been realized very recently and almost a bit overwhelming about the fact of I could actually create this. And I said to you that that sort of vision a long time ago, like, wouldn't it be great if, if I'd have approached this situation two years ago, I would have probably created a job for myself as a business still, but I would have been doing a lot of um, delivery, if you like. The position I now find myself in I'm very privileged to be running and building a business. And the difference is that I've created, I've surrounded myself with absolutely amazing people. You know yourself, I, I run my own podcast that I started last year just from a view of it was a challenging 2020 and I had to do something over nothing. And I now find myself in the privileged position of actually running a business. And in my mind, what the difference is that if I was doing all the doing aspects of the business, that's where that creating yourself a job. And I think some people get into that habit of doing that and they are the business. But I actually find myself now attracting some amazing people. And we've got about 10 or 12 associates who are, I sort of put myself down a little bit and I get told off sometimes when I say this, but they're, they're way ahead and they've been doing my skill set of delivering training on a global scale a lot longer than I have. And I'm like, well, why I'm going to now build the business. I've got this habit of connecting with and speaking with amazing people and bringing people together. So I've now got the privilege of having this business vision of our, my job is to keep doing what I'm doing, stay consistent and bring the right clients in, speaking to the right people, but also knowing that I have this amazing pool of people that I, I we've, we've just finished and launched the website and so many people have been like, wow, how have you got this pool of associates? And it's mm. been because I've been consistent with my message. I'm passionate about what I do in my subject of leadership, which comes across hopefully on the, on the podcast. And, and in turn, you attract attention. And when I say about the overwhelming bit, there's a couple of people that I put high on pedestals of the best of what they do while I was in the military going through my journey. And the fact that some of these instructors, facilitators, trainers are now part of my team because they, they're so passionate about and seeing what I've been doing is phenomenal. So going back to your initial question, my, my vision is that sort of like the big, big vision is not only creating a UK business. So we've actually got capability, a little bit suppressed at the minute because of the ability to travel. Yeah. Um, but we have a HQ in the UK. Um, to deliver training, even though we do it online and go to the clients as well. But we have a fantastic venue at Carden Park in Cheshire, um, which gives us massive credibility as well. But we've also got a, a training centre over in Sweden and also in, in Spain as well. And through our associates into next year and the, the coming years, expanding to the US, Dubai and Singapore. So that still sort of scares me a little bit when I say that. because they say about goals should scare us and you hear people say that all the time and it sounds really coy and really like but it's so true like I I say in the last couple of months I sometimes feel like I'm winging it because and that imposter syndrome and that if if you're feeling that I don't like labeling stuff but I've had some great conversations about you should if you're pushing the envelope you should have these feelings of overwhelm and like what am I doing how as if I've created this environment and 
And that's a big thing for me. It's like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I've got a couple of even bigger goals that go beyond that. So it's that resetting, isn't it? And suddenly creating your big, big vision that was six years ago doesn't seem such a big thing anymore because you've got closer to it. So yeah, yeah very I mean, much related to, to goal setting. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. need to, yeah, you need to expand on things as you go along. But um, and I think it is for anybody new to goal setting, it's it's baby steps, really. You've yeah. got, you know. You know, you can't think, oh, I'm going to have a global business, right? No. <laughs> when you first left the military, you weren't, you know, you might have thought, oh, you know, maybe one day. But, but you know, your first goal was, well, I've got to make ends meet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got to find a way to bring in enough money to be able to feed the kids, yeah. stuff like that. So, it's a, you know, it's like a muscle. You've got to build it as you go along. So, you know. I think this is a message I want to try and get through to people is like, we can all do it. We can all have goals and we should all have goals. And I think if you've got something, if you've got something, the most important thing that I've felt from this is you've got to be passionate about it as well. You've got to be passionate about what it is that you want to do because then it's not really a job and you'll do whatever it takes to keep pushing it forward. I always say to people, and ex-colleagues of mine joke, um, laugh, that I definitely work 20 times harder than I did in the military. And that wasn't to sort of debunk the military at all, because we it is that kind of when you have to be in certain situations at certain points, it's the intensity level suddenly jumps. Um, and it is kind of like, it was going by the way, you don't know what you don't know. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't really, I had a vision of doing something but we've moved and developed and pushed in lots of different directions that have, and, and the goal setting thing. And I shared to with you before we started that I mentioned before about being somewhere two years previously that I could have been now, but I wasn't ready then. I didn't have so many things in place. And it goes back and it links to obviously the other side of my stuff that is fitness and health. I, I just think goal setting and achieving something is consistency over time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's kind of like, you don't have to be perfect straight away, but you, it's that small steps that what every now and again you'll take a leap, but then you'll go back into baby steps again, and yeah. then then you'll you'll step forward, and it, it's just a it's, it's an amazing journey if you have that consistency over time. And the only reason you can do consistency over time is if you're passionate or that want to achieve is is higher than it would normally be because a lot of people don't continue down the line. Um, and like I say, for me, it's been four if not six years, yes. which when you, if you were to say to me back then that it was going to take this long, I probably would have gone, oh, right, I'll go and get a job then. Yes. And that's not being lazy. No. It's been that realisation of a lot of us, it's that short-term stuff, isn't it? Like, I, I need it now. And, yes. and, and back then, you said about making ends meet. <laughs> I very much needed it back then and, and have to only recently sort of seen the light of coming out of what I say survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that consistency over time is so important. Now, I think that's a, that's a very, very good message there. Now, we're going to bring the uh, podcast to an end and I always put people a bit on the spot here and I go, right, okay, Stuart, what I want from you is, it's got to be goal setting based because obviously yeah. we're on goals do come true but a nugget of, you know, if you're going to set goals, what's your one thing that you share with people? Because obviously you do coaching and, and and everything that you do. So what's your one thing that you share with people which 
we haven't covered off already, but people need to hear. Be selfish. That's something that we've not talked about. Wow. So that's just sprung into my mind because it's something we've not talked about. And I say to people that there's a big difference. Where society says about selfishness, it's almost a bit like you're not allowed to be selfish. But I just reframe it a little bit and just ask people to, to think about their internal selfishness. So it's not the behavior of selfishness. It's not going around giving it the <laughs> in the abruptness of the big I am. Mm. It's kind of like put yourself first. I've got rid of clients before when it's just not been read to time for them because they're spinning so many plates to add something else into the mix. It's just not realistic. So sort of if you want to achieve X, Y, and Z, you need to find yourself some space, some time to be able to achieve it. And that ultimately leads to a little bit more selfishness, like put yourself first. And you have conversations with people about, oh, I don't know about, it's all about other people. And that's great. But what people, a lot of the time, what people don't realize is when you put yourself first, the other people around you will ultimately get the best you. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And that's it. That's what I, you know, I've got a little bit goosebumply here because, you know, it's it, it's that question there where we like just give you a little bit of time to think. And it's, you said it, the thing that you thought of was yeah. selfishness. And I like that. I like being selfish a bit. You know, I'm all forgiving, but, you know, just every now and again, you just got to have something for yourself. Yeah. So I like that. That's a perfect, perfect thing to end this week's podcast on. Stuart, thank you very much for joining me. We're going to make sure that, you know, there's uh, connection information, everything that you've given me, you know, links to your website, email address and stuff so that people can get in touch with you, have a look at things. We're going to talk about me being on your podcast at some stage. Definitely. Just a little bit of quid pro quo. I always want to say Clarice on the end of that. I don't know why, you know. And uh, yeah, the youngsters among you won't know about Silence of the Lambs. But anyway, um, Stuart, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's a, a passion of mine to speak about this and it's great to share experiences. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 